With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for the most well-known sports radio icon in St. Louis. The show that begs you to answer the question, can I ever be this good? It's time for the Charlie Tuna Show. Presented by Ameren, Illinois on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Gentlemen, welcome to the Charlie Tuna Show live from the Schnook Studios, 590 The Fan, worldwide on 590TheFan.com. Matt Berger, Tom Wiley, Joseph, some people call me Maurice Davis, (laughs) alongside a Thursday night in the St. Louis Metro, another balmy, steamy, icky day. Um, it's, I think the reason why that I have not been feeling well, at least last week I wasn't feeling well, other people have not been feeling well. You're inside a nice studio or house or car or wherever. Yeah. You got the nice, you got the nice AC blowing, and then you walk outside and it is like a thirty to forty degree temperature Man. increase. Yes. Ugh. And then you're Ugh. back in your car or back in your house and you go right back to thirty degrees below that. So that I think the temperature change is what's messing with everybody's health. Doctor Wiley, Doctor Wiley is here to tell you <laughs> that I've always been one of those that contends. That when you go from hot to cold, cold to hot, back and forth, or when the temperatures in the atmosphere, weather-wise, yeah. drop up and down, mm-hmm. that's when people get sick. And well, sure enough, we will have a, a real medical doctor. We'll have to ask him that. To, uh, he'll be joining us here shortly. Dr. Richard Lehman will be with us momentarily to answer all of your medical yeah. questions. We certainly have plenty Sorry. of those. Um, uh, this just in the, the the Dodgers Padres game from last night has just ended. <laughs> Is that something? Well, how many how many innings did it go? Like 18, 19 16, innings? Sixteen. Was it sixteen? 16 was it sixteen, 16 innings? 16, 17, okay. 17. How about the home run? The the uh, the deflection one that was it looked like to me anyway the the Tatis one. Yeah. Bounce. It was, oh, yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah. reminiscent of the uh, Jose Canseco one that okay. hit him in the, in the head. Bounce off the head. Yeah, and yeah. went into the crowd. But, yeah, it would have been. How? I mean, 3 o'clock in the morning here? Even, even when you've got 
a runner starting on second base, <laughs> you yeah. still go like almost an extra full game. The gimmick rules and didn't same. even help that. Not yeah. that one. No. no. Mm-mm. Stupid what, gimmick rule. Anyway. And to me, yeah, what the is. amazing thing is that there were people still in the stands. Yeah, yeah. I'd have been That's gone. So, cool. oh, well, ah. don't you people have jobs? Man, <laughs> well, some and you, people work from home. Like, right. Right. You're right. There are a lot of people that work from home. A lot still of people wake up. They, been they know that. Okay. I'm going to go to the the Dodgers-Padres game on Wednesday night. Mm. I'm probably going to get hammered. I'm going to take probably Thursday off. You're going to take Thursday off. Sure. You might as well take Friday off, too, because what's the point of coming back and working on a Friday? Just give yourself a nice four-day weekend. I told you guys that there were times when the Cardinals back in the 80s, and I first started to drive, my buddies and I, and we were close enough where I grew up at. We were close enough to downtown that when they would go into extra innings, we'd be like, okay, let's go. And we would drive over, and they would open the gates, and you could walk in. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And just watch the, you know, if they went two or three extra innings or whatever. So we would drive downtown and watch the games, and sometimes they would go 12, 13 innings, and we'd get... There you, you go. Know, free baseball. Free baseball, yeah. I'm of the opinion that if after they stop selling beer, they might as well just let you in. And now I agree. What do they stop it now? In like the sixth or seventh inning? I think it's the seventh, seventh inning. That's seventh crazy. inning stretch. Yeah. Got to sober up. Isn't that sad? <laughs> that is really ridiculous. After the seventh inning, you know, the game's still going on. If you can get down to the ballpark, let them in and watch a couple I of innings. Why not? That first yeah. started, I remember it first starting back in the late 80s. I'm showing my age again. When the Blues entertained the Blackhawks in town. And they would stop sales at the end of the second period. But only for the Blackhawks Blues tilts. Well, that's <laughs> probably a public safety then thing. Then it carried over now. Now that's the rule. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, at, down at Enterprise, uh, I'm fairly certain. I've, you I mean, can't buy beer. It, it is very rare for me to go to a sporting event or a concert and drink. Yeah, I don't do it because it's number one, yeah, it's, it's way overpriced, <laughs> and I found that it really doesn't help me enjoy the game or the no, concert any more yeah. than. Yeah. I wouldn't say like when it came to concerts, I was always like that. Yeah. There are many concerts I'm like, oh, yeah, we did go see them. I completely forgot about it. <laughs> Beer period. Yeah, do that before the concert. Back in the day, you know, especially when they were, the, you know, had the big 24-ounce beers, and you'd pop one at the beginning of the first period and get one at the beginning of the second period, and then get one, like I said, right at the end of that second between that intermission, and then you have one for the third period. So you wouldn't spend that too much money, but this was years ago. I was at Bush, yeah, and this one guy did not want to stand in line for beer, and this guy just got like just got four beers, yeah. four large beers, had in one of those uh, containers. He goes to that guy with the four beers. I mean, he just turned or started walking away towards the seats. He goes, "I will give you a hundred dollars for those four beers right now." Whoa! And the guy's like, "Are you serious?" And he goes, "Yep." Reaching his reaching his pocket, wow. pulled out his money clip, pulled out a, a hundred dollar bill, and said, "Here you go." Wow. I, I, he's like funny. I'm not. Sta- he's like I'm not standing in line. What is the, what is the the I guess cheapest, most inexpensive beer that you can remember at a sporting event? What's the price? Five dollars. Uh, yeah, that's Joe? like the cheapest <laughs> the I can remember. Cheapest beer. Five dollars. Yeah, five dollars. I'm gonna I'm gonna Jeez. I'm gonna really I'm gonna shock the my hell cheap- out of Joe Man. when I tell him my cheapest probably like eleven fifty. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Are you ready? <laughs> that's insane. Are you ready? Well, let's hear it. A dollar eighty five. Oh my god! For, for a can, that's a twelve insane. ounce can, back in the early eighties. 
Oh yeah, you can't, you can't even sell cans That's anymore. Crazy. At least they don't anymore. Now it's all yeah. on, now it's all they, on those plastic bottles or those aluminum bottles yeah. and, or and they plastic do sell cups. The cans with the twenty four ounces. That's the true. Yeah, is the two by four. So that you can't do them. too much too much damage with. I guess as, if you had to throw it on the field, as the good union guys call them, as they're on the way home from work. <laughs> a two by four. Give me a two by four. <laughs> uh, the Cardinals are in Pittsburgh right now, taking on the Pirates. They are currently winning seven to three. Mm. Bottom of the third. Uh, high scoring game already. Yeah, high, you're right. High scoring game Michaelis, already. Right. Miles Michaelis. Miles Michaelis making his uh, his third start of the season. Yes. Uh, Jack Flaherty is back on the injured list. I knew that was coming. Yeah. I had a kind of feeling that he was going to end up on it too. Shut him down. It's just because just shut him down for the rest of the year. Yeah. yeah, he barely pitched, and then you bring him out there and want him to pitch nine innings. That's, like what? It's ridiculous. That, where is the sense in that? None. You guys? None. Pitched all year. You're going to pitch him. You have, none. You had the most. Without a shadow, and I, and I understand. I know you don't have any pitching, but the and, I, and I understand that the season's he, over. And I understand yeah. that he doesn't want to come out of the game. But you've got to be you the adult. And right. You have to pull yeah. him. You have and, to, and especially where you're at right now. I mean, I know you're you're four games out or four and a half games out of the wild card, but that's your only chance is the wild card, right? And you've got, but you've got so many teams that are in that mix. And this is, like I said, this is the crown jewel of your franchise right now. This gentleman, your ace, yeah, he's supposed to be uh, the, the, the pitcher of your pitching, future. Yeah. Pitching wise, absolutely, yeah, it's supposed to be. And, and he and Arenado and and Goldschmidt, those those uh, three yeah, are the, 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 the trifecta. Well, yeah, he's been kind of <laughs> in a bad way lately. But those are he's the guy. And why would you try to? Why would you risk it? And especially all the arm problems that this franchise has had over the last you're right fifteen twenty years that they've had since the. Uh, but I mean, you, my you, gosh, you have, it's ridiculous. When that was, when that started, you have to shut him down. Yeah. You have to. Uh, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Yadier Molina signing a one-year, ten million dollar extension, and he has announced that next year will be his last you, playing uh, Major League Baseball. Do you think? Yeah, that I do. Possibly. What? No, I, I, I believe oh, him done. without a shadow. Yeah, yeah, I believe done. the guy. But do you think maybe the two buddies could go off into the? Sunset together. That wouldn't shock me. I yeah. mean, like that'd be interesting. It'd be hard not, it be nice. right now. It'd be hard not to tell Wainwright, "Look, man, you got to hang him up." <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> the Cardinals' best pitcher right now. Sure. It's, it's got to be one of those things where you, if you if you still enjoy playing and you still mm-hmm. enjoy the process of playing, like mm-hmm. spring training and traveling and all that, then by all means, I mean that's something you got to sit down and talk yeah. to your family about. But if he's got it in the back of his mind, he's like, mm, you know what? Maybe this. Is I mean, the way he pitched this year, like yeah, yeah. and he seems to be still having him back if he wants to come back. And, so, and he yeah. seems to still be yeah. having fun out there playing right? too. Like you see him out in the in the dugout when he's not pitching, mm-hmm. and he, you know he's cheering everybody on. He seems to enjoy it. He's, and you talk to people like retired baseball players. The thing they miss the most is, is the guys in the locker room yeah, and the life the on the road. House. The yeah. camaraderie. Yep. Yeah. The and I, I, I get that. The women. The women. Well, there's that too. Because then, I mean, <laughs> the once, you, once you retire, then you're at home with the wife and the kids, and then, <laughs> then you got the honeydew list. And from what I know, he is one of those guys. He is just really a nice person. Oh, yeah. He's a legit. Good, mm-hmm. Yeah. He is. I, I mean, I, I've interacted with him a few times outside the stadium. Yeah. I remember one time I was walking down, uh, down Broadway. Mm hmm. And he was on the back of a golf cart. I forgot where he was heading. And I, and I go, ooh, look at me. I'm Adam Wainwright. I have to ride on a golf cart. <laughs> and he heard me say that. He kind of looked and he smiled. And he goes, you're damn right. You know, he, he knew I was joking. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he just seems to be kind of like a, a happy-go-lucky guy. Yeah. Why wouldn't you be? You've had a pretty good career and a good life. And very nice to not only his, his teammates, like we said, the camaraderie, but to somebody like you on the street, fans, 
Philanthropic wise, he is one of those guys. Absolutely, too too good to be true. No, he is really that good. Now I've heard this suggested by I want to say it was the Dan Lebatar show. This was years ago. They were talking about the NBA. Mm-hmm. If someone now, like let's say Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. LeBron James comes out and says, next year is going to be my last season in the NBA. That you should just go ahead and announce right then and there that as soon as he retires or like fills in the paperwork, he is instantly going into the Hall of Fame, right then and there. They did so, it with Gretzky, so that way, That's okay, fair, yeah. so that way you could say when he's doing his his goodbye tour, Hall of Famer LeBron James, come out and That's see. That's actually a good idea. Come out and see Hall of Famer LeBron James. There's very few That's that smart. Have, they've done. I know Gretzky. Got so it. what? So you 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 almost maybe do. I, I think Yachty's a Hall of Famer. Uh-huh. This, this is the point I was trying to bring up. Right. I, I think Yadi Merlin is a Hall of Famer. Is he going to be in the first ballot? Eh, maybe, maybe not. If he's not, to me, I don't care as long as he mm-hmm. gets in. But I think that he's going to be a Hall of Famer. So if next year is going to be your your farewell tour, right. come out and see Hall of Famer Yadi or Molina. I don't know who that is. but um, Yeah, I, w- I would think that that would be one of the guys uh, that would get that special dispensation and say, hey, boom, you are in you will be in without a shadow of a doubt. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Let's let's crown him. Crown him if you want to crown him. <laughs> and, and let him make his rounds to all the National League and some American League cities and get those, you know, the, the standing O's. And, and and you could have, you know, it's a selling point, but people are going to come see him anyway. But. Well, and here's another thing I would do, too. I would, I think that interleague play is kind of, it certainly has ran its course. I think I would do away with it for a few years. Yeah, it's been going on for the last, I guess, about twenty five years now or so since the mid nineties. And I know so, that it, it helps. Noticeable. I know that it helps yeah. some franchises like the Royals when the Cardinals come into town, right. and like and also National League ones like whenever the Yankees or the Red Sox come into town, yeah. people want to see. You know, they've heard about the but, Yankees and Red Sox, but never got to see them play. I feel like that rarely happens. Though. But when but when the Twins come, like we just got the Yankees for the first time in like ten years. Yeah, yeah. So it's just so rare how they make it work. I think the last time was about 10 years. 10 years, ago. yeah. It was ridiculous. And I want to say it was in New York, too. Yeah, I don't it think was. it was here. It wasn't. And, and, uh, Albert Pools left in 2012. And how long did it take for him That's to come true. Back? Yeah. Seven or no, eight years. I think it was the year that Derek Jeter retired. And Derek Jeter was doing his retirement tour. Mm-hmm. And then, but some, when was it before that? I'm not sure, but yeah, I, I remember the Yankees were playing here because some jackass put up a sign that said Jeter almost classy, like classy enough to be a Cardinal. It's like, oh, oh boy, you had to be that. You had to be that <laughs> Cardinal it wasn't fan. The sign guy was it? Oh, well, think it was the sign guy. It was Marty Pratt. Oh, I'm pretty I'm, sure it was I'll him. His name Marty Pratt. Everybody knows him. He's from Springfield, Missouri. Yeah, I want to say it was him. Wow, that's 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 really unlike him. But yeah, you know. But yeah, those. Those games are very few and far in between that they're the, the kind of the showcase, the, you know, the, the billboard kind of, Oh, look who's coming to town. Like I just said, Oh, Detroit just came in. Now, other than 68 and 2006, those World Series, mm-hmm. what other really kind of recently, and 68's not really recent, 
But what other kind of recent interaction have the Cardinals and the Detroit Tigers had Not that makes much. you want to go down and say, I got to go see them? That's I mean, like, only if you were a big Miguel that's Cabrera true. fan. Yeah, that's about yeah. it. Yeah. And, and, and I, I could have named one. Those are the no. guy, the certain players. They didn't even say anything when he hit his 500th home run. All right. No, not that, really. Didn't really say much. I mean, and he, he did it in five hundred one. Yeah, he did here. And he, 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 did, he, did, he did five hundred in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. I remember when Tony Wynn was still alive and he was chasing three thousand. He almost hit three thousand here. And he did. And oh, almost, that would have been cool. Oh, it, it almost seemed like the Cardinals pitchers were like, oh, they weren't really like grooving it down there, but they're kind of like, you know, well, here it goes. Hopefully, you'll hit it. <laughs> And everybody wanted him. I was like, look, if he can't do it in San Diego, at least let him do it in St. Louis, at least in front of some fans. Right. He ended up doing up in Montreal oh, <laughs> in front of a bunch of empty seats. Yeah, I, it was, I was at his last game here, and, and say, which ironically, I believe, I want to say it was September the mm, 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 September 7th of 2001. And it was really one of those moments when he went to the plate. He got kind of choked up because I was close enough where I was sitting at that I could see. Mm-hmm. And he was really taken aback. because, And he knew the fans. How good they were are here in St. Louis, and how he was received here, and the new he, he, he would have I mean, he, all that. He was a god. He's a god in San Diego. Yeah. He would have been an ultra god here. Oh, easily, mm. ultra oh, god. Easily. Are you kidding me? Someone who's so like good. a singles hitter yeah. with the attitude, so good, and the, yeah. the, the good natured way he he played. One hundred percent was a what a wonderful and and a guy who really you would, you, left way too early. I mean, way he, way, oh, too, way early. too early. I still can't believe he's dead. He yeah. was one of my favorite players. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I'm sure you still see 19 Gwen jerseys at oh. Petco Field in oh, San Diego. Yeah, absolutely. But if you played for the Cardinals, oh, you would still see them. Probably, almost probably the most popular jersey outside of maybe Ozzie and Willie. Do you remember when he, he did pass and they out in right field, they, they etched in the grass. They had the 19. Yeah. And then between short and, and uh, third, they did 5.5 because that's where he had a lot of hits. He would, you know, hit the opposite. Field, okay, and he did that, that. That's what he called it, the five point five, and he hit right between short and, and third. So they put that in the dirt. It was kind of cool. I thought you, you look up things. Tony Gwynn's stats and the few times, Man, the, the, the so few times that he struck out is unbelievable. His, you, his career batting average is almost four hundred, which I makes mean, you now these guys insane. today. And you see how much they do strike out. So much. Oh. Well, because the game is the game is completely times. different now. It's, yeah. it's, it's all or nothing. It's a home run or a strikeout. And I, mean, I think it's one of those things where somebody in Sabre Metrics is kind of like, well, you know, a strikeout or a home run, they're kind of the same thing anyway. So if you do one or the other, it doesn't matter. When yep. Ted Simmons exactly. had his statue unveiled mm-hmm. a month or so ago, and uh, Rick Hummel gave his speech, and he mentioned how many times he had struck out in a particular season. He goes, now, and he stepped back. He goes, now think about that, folks. He goes, some guys strike out that many times in two weeks. Yeah. And it's true. It's true. The way right. But the game has That's changed. The and, but there are very few Ted Simmons, Tony Gwynn's, those kind of guys that are those natural hitters who are, you know, don't strike out. And they are. And Ted Simmons was not a power hitter by any stretch, but he did hit a lot of home runs and, and drive in a lot of runs. So I found out with Ted Simmons is that if he's about, if you're a generation ahead of me, if you're about 10 years older than me... That's what I am, yeah. Okay, Ted Simmons was more than likely your favorite player. Because I mean, I remember watching or listening to one of the broadcasts and someone asked Danny, uh, Dan McLaughlin, like one of his favorite players to watch when he grew up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, Ted Simmons. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like Dan really? McLaughlin's not that old, is he? Yeah. And then when I looked, I'm like, when Ted Simmons was still playing for the Cardinals, he was pretty little. I mean, I'm, I'm 44, and I really have no memory of Ted Simmons playing for the Cardinals. Yeah, that would have been... 
Because he left here in 81. 81. He played for the Brewers in 82. Yeah. Because, the, like, the first, car, like, that 82 Cardinals team was, just, like, the first one I remember. Okay. I was in kindergarten. Uh, not a bad one. So you were five and I was five. Yeah. So you so were like, exactly almost 10 years. So, like, I mean, like Daryl Porter and Keith Hernandez yeah. and Tommy. Her, and I think, like, a lot of it is kind of shared memories from other sure. people talking about them. And seeing highlights. Yeah. And Lonnie Smith and George Hendricks and Ken Oberkfell. And that was a, uh, sounds like a fun a, thing. A special time. But right before that, you're right. The Ted Simmons. That era and the Brock, because the only thing the Cardinals really had at that time were Ted Simmons, Lou Brock, and the tail end of Bob Gibson's career. Mm-hmm. But you had all the Brock stuff happening, the, the 118, the 893, the 3,000 hits, all right there in that 74 okay. to 79 range. And then he retired, and then Simmons left, and then that's when the 82 and 80 Whitey Ball came in. Today is the 40th anniversary of mm-hmm. Whitey Herzog. Dragging Gary Templeton off the field <laughs> and into the dugout after Gary Templeton gave somebody in the stands here at Bush Stadium yeah. or at the old Bush Stadium, I guess I should say, the old one finger salute. Yeah. Now it was one finger and an up the up yours with your you know yes the Italian kind of <laughs> crossing your arm kind of now thing. in this day and age. Could a manager get away with that? And I'm telling you right now, there is no chance, no way and, in uh, hell. And how long? How long would a player be uh, suspended if he were to do that, walking off the field to a crowd of fans? Twenty games. No, I'm not that much. I mean, it, 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 would, it would definitely be a it thing. Might be. It, it would definitely honestly be a it would it would depend on Ooh. whether or not that player has like a track record or yeah, doing something like right. that. If that was like their first incident, probably not. But I think another thing that we working against the whole Whitey Gary Templeton thing is that if you had a white guy dragging a black not player, happening. there yeah. is no in this day and age, no way in yeah, hell. He was such happening. a talented individual. 100 hits from each side of the plate one year. Ooh. He was a, a very good fielder. Um, he ran into that time frame in the in the 70s here where down the road in Cincinnati, Dave Concepcion was mm-hmm. very well known, and he was a lot of the all-star, uh, got all the all-star votes. And I remember one year, Gary Templeton said, if I ain't starting, I ain't departing. So mm-hmm. he wouldn't even go as a, as a second, um, you know, a replacement player. And then that all kind of culminated in that whole summer of 19, I guess it was 1981, 8081, 80, and he, or 81, and he, uh, it was just wow. That let's, whole thing was crazy. Let's head to the phone lines, and John joins us. John, Dr. Rick's not here, so we'll do our best to answer your medical question. Dr. Tom's here. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Is, uh, doctor, I don't keep saying Dr. Rick, sir. He's there right now. Or, <laughs> he is or not here yet, but we'll do our best to okay. answer your medical question. What do you got okay. going on? What's wrong with yeah, you? I Other than mental problems. problems. <laughs> I, yeah, I wanna, yeah, that's true, yeah. But I want to ask him about this ivermectin and all this other stuff that supposedly cure, you know, that's a cure for all for, every, you know, COVID or whatever. I, 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 and then, then I heard some story uh, that they're using some horse horse hormone or something that they had on the YouTube that says they can cure uh, I've heard that too. Me too. I've heard that. Hormone. Now, let, well, let me ask you a question there. Now, I remember back in the 80s or when they were using steroids, they used to use horse uh, hormones for steroids, you know, to make the runners mm, look more yeah. sleek or whatever, running faster and all that. I was just kind of curious as to Dr. Rick, is that based on that hormones from the 80s or, you know, horse? Or is that? <laughs> well, I'll tell you horse? what. We'll either know. remember to ask him whenever he gets here or you can wait a little bit and call and ask him yourself. Yeah, okay. What are the other? Yeah. Well, those hormones. Yeah, but, but my main question, though, is uh, 
when you talk about, you know, like, you know, I don't know how old you guys were when you remembered your first baseball cardinal game, but, you know, with the, with the Internet and everything, I think that destroys that nostalgic for, you know, fans that they pass on to their family, you know, family members. And how so? They pass on to theirs. Well, I'm just because, I mean, everything's so instant. Everybody wants instant this and that. Yeah. But back in the day, you can, you know, stories would develop, and then it would, you know, even though it might be, it would change over time. But I, I, I just don't think they they have this, the family connection, you know, passing on stories of, you know, players. Mm-hmm. You know, because everything's so instant now. Everybody well, I mean, like, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because you can still talk to your parents about uh, players that you saw, and then now what you can do is you can go to YouTube and look up the highlights and see the highlights on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I just think the, the baseball's losing. It's not nostalgic as it used to be. Like, you know, like, uh, you know, like, then what, what, if that's the case, then why did they make such a big thing about that? That uh, what is that movie? The Dream. The Field of Dreams. Yeah, that was that was well, kind of he, lame. Here's, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Well, okay, because I mean, like, well, number one, you're not a baseball <laughs> yeah, fan. Yeah, exactly. And number two, tickets were like five thousand dollars too. And I thought about this. Group of people. <laughs> baseball is America's most romantic sport. Uh-huh. Boxing is right. is America's most compelling. And I would yeah. say that football is probably his most passionate. Yeah, it's a good way to now, classify that. Because you you look at like baseball. Baseball's so romanticized, like with the field of dreams yeah. and how it sounds so good on the radio. People want and, us to sit around a radio yeah, and yeah. listen to the baseball game again. That's exactly yeah, you know, you got the, no. the ambient so sound of the stadium yeah, and. What's your John? I mean, what's your fa- your first memory of going to a game? I, I remember watching uh, Lou Brock. Uh, I was like probably, I don't know, I forget. Yeah, I think that was when he was getting ready to retire, and he was still stealing, I don't know, I think he was still stealing over 50 bases, I guess, mm-hmm. before he retired. But anyway, I remember going to a game, and it was, they were passing out that umbrella, whatever, that Lou Brock umbrella. Brock umbrella. Yeah, Brock yeah. And I was, I don't know, that was late 70s, I guess. I remember going to one of those games like that. But other than that, uh, and then I remember going to Jack Clark, and he had this monstrous uh, foul ball. I caught the I caught the ball. Oh. It just landed right. It was amazing. It was. I mean, it came so fast. Someone said duck, and I said, "What, what do you mean duck about?" The next time I know the ball landed right in front of me. I didn't know what happened. Oh, I, didn't. Was, I mean, Jack, hey, and I'll tell you what. When Jack Clark hit a ball, it, the way Bonds. I mean, I don't know. He wasn't out on steroids. I don't think. No, no, when not Jack sure. Clark hit a ball. You, it, he had. It had just a certain sound that it you did. know Jack Clark was coming up, and the way he hit it, the guy was so strong. I mean, he could just. I mean, none of these guys now are just, you know, all, you know, like Tyler O'Neill, you know, they're all yeah. bummed away. But, I mean, Jack Clark just had a, just a, just a presence about when he hit the ball. Everybody would just, just stand up or just be quiet when he came to bat. I don't know if you remember that. I do. Jack Clark, do. Jack Clark had a way of just hitting that ball. It was so, he hit it so hard. I mean, you just had to really just be aware when he came at the bat, you know? Yeah. Were, I, I know what you're talking about. There were very few guys down at that old stadium that would hit balls that would, pre McGuire. That would hit off that stadium club up there mm-hmm. in, the, in the left field yeah. upper deck, and he was one of them. And Dave Kingman was the other. And, and one yeah, thing, yeah. and one thing with Tyler O'Neill. Tyler O'Neill, his dad was a bodybuilder yes. in Canada. Yeah. And one thing I've noticed because the gym I used to go to out in O'Fallon, there was a father son that was like that. And you could see over the years that I was at that gym how the ki- how the son's body kept getting bigger and bigger because he mm-hmm. had his dad there to to you know teach him how to lift, how to like you know form. Which muscles to, uh, which muscle groups to go after, how to, like, what exercises to do to target those, uh, those muscle groups. And you can just see him, like, over the years, just get, like, an, like an incredible bigger, Hulk. Bigger, oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I seriously yeah. doubt he was injecting his kid with steroids. Right. 
But, I mean, uh, the thing is, you know, back then, I mean, the league wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a big home run hitting park, you know, back in the day. Well, no, the parks were huge. That's that's the reason why. I mean, what was it? What was Bush Stadium before they brought the fences in? It was like 410. 414. 414 dead center. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right, right. But I'm just saying the Cardinals on the 80s, I mean, if the Cardinals were playing now like they did in the 80s, I think that would be a more exciting team. Oh, I agree. No, I I think it would be too. Station to station and... Yeah. And, uh, you know, kind of like singles and playing solid defense and stuff like that. But uh, that's just not the way the game was played now. I mean, maybe it starts oh, yeah. in college in the minors. And by the yeah. time they get to the majors, you know, the, the, uh, the, the cake is set, the die is set, I guess you could say. John, thanks for the yeah. call, sir. All right. All right. Thank you. Uh, let's take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll be joined by the one and the only Dr. Richard Lehman. You're listening to the, here. you're listening to the Charlie Tuna Show. <laughs> we are live from the Snow Studios on 590 The Fan worldwide. 590TheFan.com. Welcome back to the Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Amarin, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. All right, live from the Snook Studios, Matt Berger, Tom Wiley, Joe Davis, and we are joined by the one and only the $85 million man. <laughs> now you're going to get him in trouble. As uh, as Charlie Tuna refers to him as, he is the one and only Dr. Richard Lehman from the U.S. Center for Sports Medicine here in Kirkwood. You can follow him on Twitter at Dr. Rick Lehman. Dr. Rick, how are you, sir? Gentlemen, I'm good. How are you guys? Can't complain. Uh-huh. Now, we, we were talking earlier about people being sick. Mm-hmm. I had a cold last week. Other people have still kind of had colds. The weather has been terrible. It's been really in an oppressive heat. You're going from inside like an office or a house or an apartment or a car where you have the a, you get the AC blowing, and then you step outside and it's 95 degrees. So you're going to have maybe anywhere between a 25 to 30 degree temperature change. You know, from going outside, inside, inside, outside, does that have an effect on someone's health at all? You know, I, I don't really think so. I mean, I think, I think, number one, people are going to get sick. Um, the biggest thing we're seeing this time of year is allergies. Mm-hmm. You know, because allergies make you miserable. And I, I don't know that the differential change going from 
the hot to the cold is that big a deal. You know, everybody makes uh, a big motion in the winter that you're outside and it's cold, et cetera, and, you, you know, you have a uptick in viruses. But the truth of the matter is the virus wants to live in the winter and they like the cold weather. But in terms of your immune system, if your immune system is pretty good, changing uh, temperature is probably not that big a deal. But I think people really get sick especially in St. Louis in, in the summer. I mean, allergies, you know, pollen counts are up and people get sinusitis and get allergic rhinitis and their eyes get red. And I always, my eyes are always red from, from this stuff. So, but I don't think just the temperature change is that, is that problematic. It's often said, oh, I got a summertime cold. You always hear people say, I got a summertime cold. A cold Sinus infection. What? Can, how can somebody tell the difference, and what is possibly the difference? You know, it's a good question, and and really, there there may not be. So, if you have a sinus infection, what is it? It's probably bacterial. It can be viral. It's usually bacterial. And if you have a cold, it's usually viral. Um. And look, we all can get virus mm. infections in the summer, spring. I mean, the virus isn't smart enough to know. You know, it's only supposed to get you in the winter. So, <laughs> the bottom line is, uh, people get colds and 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 viruses. But when you have sinusitis back of your throat, gets a little scratchy, you know, you get that post-nasal drip, your eyes get watery. I mean, and it's it can be pretty miserable. So, you know, I, I don't think that that's, that's odd. What can you do to kind of be uh, proactive as far as saying, let's I'm going to get a, a little bit ahead of this. Should you drink a lot more fluids? What? Good question. I think you should drink a lot more fluids. I think you should, everybody should be taking a little bit of vitamin D3 we talked about. Zinc is a great thing for antiviral. You know, some of it's kind of nasty. Um, and I, I also think the thing we don't do, which we should do, is these deep breathing exercises. There's been, there's been a lot of literature that says, you know, if you spend 30 seconds taking these monstrous deep, deep breaths, opening up all the alveoli in your lung, that you're not going to harbor bacteria at the base of your lung because they don't open up and they don't get flushed out. So... You know, a lot of people believe in these deep breathing exercises. What's that thing that, well, I'm sorry, man. I, I know you want to ask. What's the thing that they, uh, an inspirometer? Uh, yes. And I, people use that when you're in the hospital. They want you to get that. And then there's another thing that I have. It's called a pickle. Mm -hmm. And you blow into it and it, you know, the reverberate and it makes your, it fills up, like you said, it fills up your lungs. And I've had lung problems before, but it really does make you feel a lot better. No, no, no doubt. You know, some people say if you don't have any money, go buy a balloon and blow the balloon up five times. I mean, there's different. Makes sense. So, so, so that would be an example of like a, of a deep breath exercise. That was going to be my question. You're saying doing deep breath exercises, that's just basically just taking big deep breaths for, you know, what, a, a few minutes or? Well, I, I don't even. Yeah, you could do that. So there's apps. You can go on for a free app and, you know, basically it tells you breathe deep and you're going to breathe it and you hold it for 10, 15 seconds and then you blow all the way out. And the apps kind of uh, walk you through it. But really, if you think about it, I mean, if you take the deepest breath you can and you completely inhale and your diaphragm comes up and you hold it for the count of five and you do that five or ten times, it's going to take you a minute. And if you do that two, three times a day, you know, you're probably hedging your bet on getting uh, getting a, a pulmonary uh, viral infection. The big news that came out Monday was Pfizer-BioNTech, their uh, vaccine, COVID-19 vaccine, was approved by the FDA. Does that mean anything to people in the medical community who have already been issuing the, 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 the vaccine other than to assure people that, hey, this has now been approved by the FDA? 
Well, you know, it's it's a little after the fact, right? I mean, we gave mm. 250 million doses of this stuff, and now we're <laughs> right. Right. it's okay. But but now we're giving you the thumbs up. Yeah. So so no, I don't. I mean, I think they're all going to get approved, uh, and, and they all should be approved. But really, in retrospect, they've already been approved socially because so many people have taken them, and if there was a big problem, we'd know it. So no, I don't. I don't. That I don't think that holds any water. I, I think it was funny because some people that one of their objections was. Well, it's not approved by the FDA, and now that it is, <laughs> so now their objection is, well, I don't believe in the FDA. So it's like, yeah. why don't you just say that right. from the beginning right. instead of <laughs> making yourself look like you're moving the goalposts? Well, that's uh, fair. Go ahead. Let's head to the phone lines, and D joins us. D, how are you? What is your question hey, for Dr. Good. Rick? Good evening, fellas. How are everybody doing today? Good. Good. Death to the Lakers. <laughs> I don't think you can help them, Doc. I really don't think you can help them. Hey, I got a question about um, now mucus. How does that form, where does it come from, and why do we have it in our sinuses? So that's a really actually a pretty good question. So mucus is a, is, is, is a, 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 basically a viral-laden material, and it's actually made to combat or to increase secretions to kind of uh, act as a lubricant, and, and it's a, as a response to irritation. And so when you're making mucus, usually there's something that's that's causing uh, the mucus to be made, and that could be a viral infection, inflammation, allergies, etc. And basically, because it's heavier than the air, it sits at the bottom, generally, again, of your lungs. And this gets back to what we are just talking about. You want to take big, deep breaths to try to get that junk out of there so it just doesn't accumulate more bacteria. Dr. Rick, we had so, go, go ahead, D. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was, I was, because it makes you feel like you want to throw up. It makes you kind of, uh, <laughs> um, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It makes you kind of nauseous when, it, when your, when your sinuses are draining. And I was having that issue and I blew my nose the other day. And it felt like air, it, it feel like air bubbles or something in my ear. And I'm like, damn, am I going to blow my ear? I'm like, what is going on? So, like, oh my God! Now I'm scared. <laughs> but I was I was just wondering what was going on with that. So, do you have anything else for the, for the good doctor? Uh, no, just whatever he can do to keep the uh, Lakers from being. Uh, <laughs> the, the Laker hate is strong with so this strong, one. It's strong with this one. <laughs> I don't know the Lakers. The Lakers keep turning up the heat here, man. Yeah, I mean, they do. <laughs> they, they keep adding. They keep adding pretty good players. Yeah. Uh, D, thanks for the call, sir. Have a great night. Have a great weekend. Hey, you guys, enjoy yourselves. Be safe. Look, right. Talk to you Monday. Thanks. Appreciate it, sir. Uh, Dr. Rick, I don't want to get too graphic, but how important <laughs> is uh, the color? Like if you blow your nose mm-hmm. or you go to the bathroom and you look back at it, see what's in the water, how important is the color? The color is huge. The color is mm-hmm. everything. So if you think about it, the color uh, in terms of your mucus, if it's green, first of all, you, you shouldn't. They call it a productive cough or non-productive cough. So if you're just coughing, you know, not no nothing terrible. If it's white, it's better than if it's green because that means there, there's probably more bacteria in it. And your urine's the worst. I mean, that's what no one pays attention to. When you get that real uh, gold-colored urine, you're, you're probably dehydrated. And if there's any tinge of red, you know, you probably have a little bit of blood in your urine. So you, you need to pay attention to that. And then since we're not getting graphic, the smell. Um, the smell of your urine is very important. 
So if your urine stinks, you need to go to the doctor. If it stinks and you have not had asparagus, then you need to go see the doctor. <laughs> basically, what you're doctor. saying. Uh, let's head back to the phone, and this is the, this uh, was going to talk about this one, but he's calling in. John, what is your question for Doctor uh, Doctor Rick Lehman, sir? Yeah, I want to talk about uh, what I talked earlier, but I want to ask Doctor Doctor Richter: is, is this country too dependent on the herb, like you know, supplements, meta, you know, multivitamins, and all that? Is that is that too much for the body to handle, like with the liver? And can that also suppress? Uh, the immune system when you take too much of uh, too much of multi say multivitamins too much of the you know like you're talking about zinc and wh- what does the liver actually do with all these? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Medicines are, you know, the. Whatever you know, the vitamin supplements and all that kind of stuff. Well, what does the liver actually do? And does it, can, that can that also suppress the immune system from functioning when you overload it too much? Another thing is, I want to ask him about this uh, thing. You know, people using like you know horse hormones or whatever to try to cure their, you know, uh, COVID or whatever. Is it an, is an animal deworming drug? Oh my god! Yeah, I just want to know: is, is do they use actually use hormones from animals? In, in uh, certain medications for patients, uh, or is that that some, or is that just more of a myth? All right, thanks, John. So, you know, the ivermectin, which is kind of what we're sort of talking about, um, has been used heavily in India and it's been used nationally very little. It's gotten blasted, but the, all the research on it's actually been pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. So, so I think if you don't have any money and you're going to use, you know, heartworm medicine and it's forty cents to get rid of your to treat your COVID versus remdesivir, which might be, you know, 70 grand. Yes, I mean, it makes sense, especially in countries that have virtually no ability to come up with that money. Now, the studies, some of the medical communities blasted it. There was a uh, a recent, what's called a meta-analysis. They looked at 20 studies on ivermectin, and, and they actually said it was very cost-effective, and it worked actually pretty well. So, again, some of it may politi- be political, <coughs> but... I'm not an anti-ivermectin fan um, in India and in these countries. In America, we've got better drugs, and, you know, we're going to put right. you on steroids, etc. cetera. Uh, the, the other question is a good question. And so every, every supplement, every drug is processed differently. Some are processed by your kidneys. Um, we all know about, a lot, you know, uh, people that have had uh, taken too much ibuprofen, ended up with a kidney transplant. Um, we also know people that blow out their liver by taking different medications. So every medication is taken and processed by a different organ or your, it can be your lungs, etc. But the thing that's probably most important in this whole conversation is most of the excess stuff and supplements you just pee out. Mm-hmm. 
So, so the answer to your question is, does it overload your immune system? Does it do this? Does it do that? So if you take too much of most supplements, you just, you know, comes out in your pee. We were just talking about pee a minute ago. You were talking about like vitamin D, how essential that is for your immune system. I have had blood work done not that long ago. And for some reason, my body does not absorb vitamin D. I have taken the vitamin D, like the, the high, like almost, I mean, it's over the counter. But it's about as high as a uh, milligram, I guess you could say, that I can take. And they're saying, well, you know, your vitamin D levels are still low. I'm like, I don't know how that could be. I'm taking hmm. it as prescribed. I take it religiously. And there's like, maybe I'll miss one day a week if that taking this vitamin D supplement. Is there maybe possibly just something in my body that I do not absorb vitamin D? Absolutely. So, you know, what, what do you do? You do two things. You try to spend more time in the sun because vitamin D... Uh, clearly has has a sun exposure issue, and you need it. I am intramuscularly. If you're not, if you're if so, what's happening is you're eating it. Your GI system's chewing it up, and it's not getting in your bloodstream. But if you're vitamin D deficient, you're at risk. Not not just for COVID. I mean, forget COVID. For other things, yeah. For, for many mm-hmm. things, yes. So that is an important titer. It's something we just started looking at probably ten, twelve years ago. And uh, if you're not getting it, however you're getting it enough. Actually, it's in, in, usually international units, but regardless, if you're not getting enough of them, you, you need a different mousetrap. Diet-wise, what can you eat that maybe you is high in vitamin D? I know dairy products, but is there something else? You know, not really. I mean, so so vitamin D, the, the big thing about vitamin D, so there's animal vitamin D and there's plant vitamin D. I mean, this is a very complicated uh, paradigm, and the best thing to do, really, if you're vitamin D deficient, which... Most plastic surgeons tell you out of your mind is go out in the sun mm-hmm. and and try to convert. So that's the first thing. But I think that that my opinion would be you got to eat more animal products because it's high in vitamin D. Now, if you're a you know a vegan, <laughs> this is a dumb idea. Yeah, the, 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 good luck trying to get somebody who's a vegan to do that. Now I'm taking a, a, a vitamin D pill, and I have to take it's it's so uh, it's such a high dosage. I have to take it once a week. Yes, well, mm-hmm. and that probably will work. But if but that doesn't work, then you have to go to intermuscular injection. You said plastic surgeons you know, frown upon going out in the sun and all. But the sun, vitamin D-wise, and from a psychological standpoint, it's very good for you in some ways, isn't it? Uh, you know, I, 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 think, I think if you're worried about getting melanoma and skin cancer, then, you know, the sun probably has a negative effect. And if you're going to go out in the sun, wear a long sleeve shirt, wear a hat. I think being inside in a, in a, in a, in a, non-natural light room is depressing mm-hmm. yeah you know day in and day out and that's yep. you know alaska you know in the winter everybody kills themselves so mm-hmm. um i couldn't agree more with you and i and i think again vitamin d for conversion and bone health etc pituitary all parathyroid all these things you know you need your vitamin d let's head back to the phone lines and greg joins us greg what's your question for dr rick lehman oh okay hey first off hi guys and uh hey, hey dr lehman you uh, worked on me about oh, about over about fifteen years ago. I had a little knee problem while playing tennis, but you helped it and everything. Hey, here's my question. Um, the other day, well, yesterday, I went running out in the park, and I put suntan lotion all on, and then and within three hours later, I like broke out, like you know, just highs and everything. And so, you know, today I went to urgent care. And I got a steroid shot, and also they prescribed something. Is that 
kind of normal for me to have an allergic reaction like that? Uh, Greg, I would say no. Um, so there's there's a couple of possibilities. One possibility is the sweat and the suntan lotion intermixed and gave you some kind of uh, allergic reaction, some antibody reaction. Um, possibly it, it's sun poisoning. So the, 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 the suntan lotion wore off. And again, I would tell everybody who's going out in the sun, you know, if you're going to be out for a long period of time, Use some suntan lotion. You're off for a half hour. You want the sun's rays, but if you're going to be out for a while, you want to. You, you want. You don't want to get sun poisoning. Um, so that would be something. I would. I would. Uh, you know, <laughs> as dumb as this is going to sound, I'd try it one more time. And if that happened again, I'd go see a dermatologist. And, and Greg, what kind of sunscreen are you using? Is it is it a name brand or is it a uh, or is it a generic knockoff? No, no, it was, um, I thought it was a, a knockoff, but it was a name brand. It was, okay. Uh, right. a, I know sometimes when I'm using generic knockoff, I'll get a skin reaction to something. Greg, are you a black gentleman? But, uh, yeah. Okay. You know, and uh, my other question is, I, um, you know, I got the steroid shot, and they also prescribed something for me, Dr. Lemon, some steroids. How long did that normally take for all the, like, the hives and the, well, the itching pretty much going away, to go away? It would take probably probably going to take you a good 48 hours um okay you know it it, it it the itching goes away pretty quick uh yeah the skin the skin reaction takes a little bit longer uh but you know this is not something to fool with because when you get an allergic reaction so far you know you got a little of this a little of that but the next step is you're going to stop breathing greg so you got to be mm. careful this this is not okay, and 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 you gotta you know you want to figure it out. And if you're not sure, you need to go to a dermatologist and have them skin test and really figure this out. And the oh, okay. reason I asked why you're if you were a black gentleman is because it's very important, Doc, is it or is it not for people of all colors to have some sort of skin protection, uh, protection from mm -hmm. the sun when they go out, and, and especially this time of year. Two hundred percent, no 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 doubt. I mean, you think, oh, a white guy, you know, has mm -hmm. to worry about it and. Asians don't, or this or that, or, <laughs> I mean, that that's you know, malarkey. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, this, you don't want to get it. And this, wasn't, this wasn't my first time for having like um, uh, a allergic reaction. I had one. I'm trying to think what I was doing. I think I was. I, I can't remember, but I had an allergic reaction um, before, and I broke out and stuff. So, you know, you're right. I probably just need to go see a dermatologist. But it's um, it's getting, it's a lot better. But man, it look it really. Me up for about several hours. Well, Greg, I hope you get to feeling better, sir. Yeah. Thanks for the phone call. Good luck. Let's head back to the phone line, and Baby O joins us. Baby O, what is your question for the wonderful Dr. Richard Lehman? <laughs> no copay. First of all, how are you guys doing this evening? Good. You can Venmo me that copay. I'll give you my Venmo letter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a cash app man myself. <laughs> Dr. Rick. Yes, sir. I got a story for you. I'm ready. Um, a couple of weeks ago, well, first of all, I don't know if you know it or not, I'm, I'm totally blind in my left eye. And what you say? I, I think I did know that, but keep going. Yeah. So I was video chatting with a friend of mine who's a nurse, and she just, she asked, she said, she said, Alan, what's wrong with your left eye? I said, I don't know. I said, I really didn't pay any attention. So she said she noticed it was very red. So I just happened. So I, I, I turned the phone around and put it, put it close to my face. I noticed my left eye was totally, what well, I mean, totally red. And my right eye wasn't. 
And of course, with that being now, I'm blind and I kind of, you know, it kind of made me nervous. So I went to the, I went to urgent care. So what they did, you know, they told me that, you know, I did a couple of examinations. They told me I should go to a neurologist, you know, to have a total, a total checkup. I went, they did, they did a CAT scan. They did an ultrasound on my neck and everything. Dr. Rick, it turned out I had had a mini stroke a couple of weeks ago. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. My goodness. Oh, wow. And it, and, and it, I guess it was so, of course, you know, and people, you know, and I, that's why I tell people, you know, you have to go to the doctor. I don't care, you know, what, you know, how minor you may think it is because, you know, I got a thing. I'd rather have a doctor tell me nothing was wrong with me than a medical examiner telling my family something was wrong with me and I didn't do mm-hmm. anything about it. Well, I but think you're 100 percent correct. Uh, correct, and you know, I think, you know, how many people died indigestion when they really were having a heart attack? Yeah, so that's I, true. I, true. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on on your side here. Yeah, and you know, and remember, remember when I told you I had I had had a bout with vertigo a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. and I was I was throwing up, and I was, you know, dizziness, I was throwing up real bad and everything, and I asked the, you know, I asked the neurologist, you know, you know, I asked you know about the vertigo, and they kind of, you know, he told me, he said, he said, that thought, he said, that could have been kind of leading to what happened because, you know, it, it, it kind of well, enhanced it or whatever. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm fine now. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad I went in because, you know, that little that little incident could have turned out to be something a lot worse if I hadn't had it checked out. So, you know, I'm just I'm just urging people, you know, and I think the dumbest statement I, I hear and I hear it all the time. I don't want to go to the doctor because I may find out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you want to go to the doctor. I, I have heard 40 and 50 year olds, just say something some young kids said. I've heard 40, 50, and 60 year olds. I'm 62. I've heard them say that. And also, you're talking about the, one more thing. You talk the medicine. I mean, talk the urine. When I go to the doctor, if you ever get an antibiotic shot, when you go to the bathroom, you can smell that antibiotic. You can smell it. You can tell it's in your system, and you know it's working. <laughs> and it, it and they they told me though they told me they said they said you know they said when you go to the bathroom your urine is gonna be kind of colored. They said don't worry about it because they said when you smell it you know it's this is basically passing out whatever bad is in you it's passing through. But I just wanted to tell you that story. So all I say I'm fine now. I gotta. You know, I got to keep calling, get, getting getting free advice from a doctor. There you go. <laughs> Baby, you appreciate oh, the phone man. call, sir, and glad you're feeling better. Oh, man, I, I, I'm doing well. Take care. Thank take you, sir. Care. We'll take a commercial break. We'll be back with uh, more from Dr. Richard Lehman. We call him a man. She calls us Mishpuka. <laughs> oh, my God. We've, we've got a pretty good relationship going here. This is the Charlie Tuna Show. We are we are live from the Chinook Studios. 590 The Fan, worldwide. 590TheFan.com.
to The Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Well, welcome back to the Snook Studios. Matt Berger, Tom Wiley, Joe Davis. We are joined by the wonderful, the delightful Dr. Richard Lehman from the U.S. Center for Sports Medicine, 333 South Kirkwood Road here in Kirkwood, Missouri. Uh, what is the, the, the phone number there, Doc? It's uh, 314-909-1666. I was there not too long ago having my knee looked at, so it's a... <laughs> Great office, great office. It's they'll interesting. Take, they'll take they'll take care of you absolutely. Uh, Joe, we had someone that texted in a uh, question. Yes. Is that correct? Yes, James Ingram oh, with yeah. all his question every oh, week. He wanted to know what that. are the advantages of drinking a hot beverage after a meal. So you know, it, it, it's a very interesting question. A lot of people feel that you should not drink cold beverages ever because of uh, the differential in temperature. We're just talking about differential in temperature going in and out, but the differential in temperature. Um, and so some people feel that, that warm room temperature beverages or hot beverages improve your digestion. And then some people feel you should not drink anything while you're eating. So, you know, when I'm eating my meal, I'm always drinking water or iced tea or whatever the heck I'm drinking. And, and, and a lot of people feel you should eat your meal and then drink a little something after. That's kind of a European thing, but you don't really drink while you're eating. But there's no, no question that room temperature or warm or hot drinks should improve your digestion if you drink them at the end of your meal. If you drink them during your meal, you know, the thought process is it just bloats your stomach and stuff kind of gets all messed up, which, which I don't know that any of that's true, but I do think it does help your digestion. I mean, I've heard some people like will drink like a glass of brandy after a meal and that kind of helps the, the feeling of being full and bloated. No doubt. And, and I think that's correct. And, you know, these quote-unquote digestive crackers that the Europeans eat, and they think that that helps their digestion. But I, I think one of the biggest things is, if, if you think about stomach volume, you know, when when if you're trying to improve your digestion, what are you trying to do? You're trying to decrease the uh, expansion of your GI tract of your stomach, basically the antrum of your stomach. And based on that, you probably do want to try to limit the volume in your stomach, so you want to you want to have a little digestion before you add whatever. And brandy's probably, or any alcohol is probably one of the better things because, as we all know, when you drink, what happens? You vasodilate, and it's going to vasodilate your G- GI mm-hmm. tract, increase blood, and should help your digestion. With the warm and the cold, we know that warm and cold constri- constri- constricts. constricts and uh, makes things uh, larger. Is that they have the same effects on the esophagus and the stomach? Absolutely. So cold drinks, you know, supposedly, you know, decrease your ability to increase blood flow because it's a vasoconstrictive uh, mechanism. And so, you know, you're not supposedly you're not going to get the same absorption rate. Now, I think really what happens is you drink the stuff cold. It gets in your stomach for a minute. You know, it's body temperature and it warms up and it probably doesn't really make any Mm -hmm. difference. But again, there are digestive experts that say you should drink, never drink cold beverages and drink warm temperature uh, or room temperature beverages. I mean, that's what, what, do, that's what they do in Europe. I'm talking mm-hmm. to people who go over to Europe, they don't have, they have no idea what ice is. Yeah, they got no ice. A yeah, they beer. they have no ice. Yeah, it's, it's all room beer. temperature. Mm-hmm. It's either warm or it's room temperature, one yeah. or the other. Um, it's been extru- it's extremely hot all week. <laughs> oh, my and if you're outside, what is the best way to stay hydrated? Is, is it just as simple as just drinking more water, or is there something better than water to drink? Should you eat ice? What should you do? You know, I, I think the biggest thing. 
and, and we really know this more from our sports than we know from anything, is you can't really hydrate at the time you're outside, right? Mm-hmm. So so let's say you know you're going to mow your lawn. Yeah, I'm going to mow my lawn tomorrow. What you should do is realistically you should start drinking uh, the night before, hydrating the night before. Uh, some people feel you should go 50%, whatever, Gatorade, some some uh, something with mineral replacement, something that, that replaces the electrolytes, and 50% water. But I, I really believe that um, they have these little packets you can buy. They're really pretty expensive. They're electrolytes. And I think the thing to do is put them in whatever, you know, your 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 water bottle, your Mountain Dew glass, whatever, shake it up and sip it throughout the night before and then continue going into whatever you're going to do, work out, mow the lawn, walk the dog, whatever. But if you're going to be out in hot temperatures, you probably want to hydrate tonight before you want to hydrate while you're outside, and and you you probably need a little bit more than just water. So the fifty fifty is kind of the rule of thumb for sports guys: fifty percent water, fifty percent electrolyte. Same would go for a parent and their kids. Now it's the the football season. The night before, a good thing for their uh, children or their young athletes to do the same. Excellent question. You know, so so now we're going to get into two a days or one a days and. You know, we always talk about, hey, you should have football practice either 6 o'clock at night or 6 o'clock in the morning, which, of course, no one does that. But regardless, <laughs> uh, uh, the bottom line is, yeah, I think I think you got to, you know, for football kids, and we so in, in the NFL we do insensible losses. Kids wait every day in the morning, every day after practice, and we know they've lost X amount of pounds. We know what their insensible uh-huh. losses are. So you could do that. Or what you could do is say, all right, well, you, you're going to drink a couple liters of fluid a day on top of whatever your thirst parameters are. And that's probably the safest way to do it. And you know, all you got to do is go buy a water bottle and say, hey, you know, sip this throughout the night, sip this throughout the day before practice, and then whatever you're going to drink during practice, rock and roll. You guys just mentioned it is football season, or at least on the yes, precipice sir. of football season. Joe's very excited. <laughs> uh, what is the worst football injury you've seen in person? Uh, the, well, I, I've had, so I've had a few bad experiences. Um, when I was at the University of Pennsylvania covering Penn, I think we were playing Harvard. I saw a kid with transit quadriplegia, uh, basically got hit, crown of his helmet, was paralyzed. Uh, thank God came out of it, but that was, that was beyond awful. Um, I, I've, I've had a couple, um, dislocated shoulders that I've reduced on the field, but the worst thing I ever saw, um, was, was a fractured femur and I saw a guy get kind of cross blocked and I heard it on the sidelines and I didn't even look to see what happened. I just ran oh. out to the field and the guy had a displaced femur fracture, lost the pulse oh. in his foot. I reduced his femur, you know, pulled on his leg, reduced his femur, got his pulse back. Um, and you know, that was, that was an hour and a half of <laughs> down game time waiting for the ambulance. It was awful. So I've had some bad stuff, but the worst, when the kid was paralyzed on the field, you know, you're just hopeless. What, what yeah? What, what, can, what, can, what can you do? What can you even do? When, when something like that does happen, Jeez. and it's not it, not necessarily in the realm of sport, but you could have a, a fracture in your backyard or falling off a stool or something, or a, a, no a compound fracture. What can a layperson do as far as trying to prevent, or not prevent, but if you come upon somebody that's had that in, sort of injury? Uh, you know, they always say, don't move them, don't do this. And the neck injury and the back injury, I believe that. I think in a um uh um I think in a uh extremity arm leg 
you should try and um, straighten the extremity because it's a vascular nerve thing. <laughs> and, and I, I kind of hesitate to say that because, I mean, if you haven't done it, you know, you're, 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 you're trial by fire. Mm-hmm. But, but on the other hand, um, I, do, I do think that you might say someone's extremity doing that. And so, you know, that's kind of what, what, what you should do. Uh, Dr. Rick, if you see someone impaled by something, do you Ooh. pull it out or do you leave it in? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's, <laughs> I get leave it in. And that's a great question. Um, so, you know, there's all these famous stories. Uh, when I was a resident, we had a guy, uh, come in and he had someone stabbed him in the head with a knife. And, uh, so he had the, the knife sticking out of his head. And um, the neurosurgery guy came down, and and he said, you know, we're going to take him to surgery, and we're going to surgically get the knife out of his head, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I said, well, I'll just pull the knife out here. And, I mean, I got ripped, and I was probably a doctor for about three hours when I came up with this great <laughs> idea. But uh, I was the intern in the ER. At least, you know, everybody knew more than me. Sure. Uh, and the guy <laughs> You're just ready to jump in and help. <laughs> yeah. Watch me. <laughs> this guy just freaking bent me over i mean it was awful so so, so it's a good question with a good answer and the answer is just leave it alone just leave it alone like, like personal Parker experience right the there talking about the, leaving it yeah. on the rock <laughs> that's, that's great uh let's head back to the phone lines and troy joins us troy what is your question for dr richard lehman uh, my question is about actually eating sea seaweed um it comes in, i've seen it in the stores this got it's like a brown, light brown thing. It, it, does that ha- actually have a benefit? Um, I, I know it's. I, I look it up on the internet. And it says, you know, for uh, a lot of things that are good, but one one of the things is uh, weight loss, and that's what made me interested in it, and that's why I called. Okay, thanks, Troy. Yo, first of all, Troy, thanks for calling. Um, so seaweed has a ton of health benefits. Um, number one, it's got elect- some electrolytes in it. Um, it's got, it, the, the, there's no question, you know, when you talk about kale and spinach, um, that have health benefits, all of these have vitamins, are strong in vitamins. Um, many of them, seaweed included, has antioxidants. So there's not a better health benefit. And, you know, quite honestly, if you eat a bunch of seaweed, and hopefully you're going to get it, buy it, you're not going to just get it off the beach or something, <laughs> it, it, it is it is going to fill you up, and you can significantly lose weight. So it does work. Um, the kind you buy doesn't taste so bad. Um, you know, it comes in these little sheets, and it doesn't taste too bad. But I would tell you, if you can develop a taste for it, it's probably one of the healthiest things you can eat. And again, it's in that, it's in mm. that, realm of seaweed kale spinach yeah. etc isn't that what a lot of sushi is, is rolled in is is a uh, seaweed 100 percent. yeah kelp. isn't it kelp kelp, yeah. kelp too yeah. sea moss as well well seaweed and kelp are the same mm-hmm. you know genre but like, like the doctor said mm-hmm. don't go out to the ocean and just start grazing <laughs> like some kind of sea cow and I, yeah, i've seen recently on my instagram i don't know why they keep advertising it to me but it's called mud water and it was it's a replacement for coffee they use mushrooms and they grind it up. Is that a health benefit? Drinking mushroom? What kind of mushrooms? Well, <laughs> yeah, not the psychedelic. <laughs> so, so if you if you actually look at at uh, 
so so let me just take one step back. I think coffee is very healthy for you. You know, that's debatable. Mm-hmm. Some people say, oh, it's got caffeine, blah, blah, blah. I think health, ha- coffee has significant health benefits. Um, mud is, is basically, um, mushroom. It's, so it's like almond milk, you know, it's not really milk, but it, but it has a similar consistency and mud has a similar consistency. And it actually, to me, tastes very good. And I think mushrooms are probably one of the healthiest things you can eat. So again, it gets back to the same thing. If you, it's like seaweed, if, you know, if you develop a taste for it, you're probably in a much better situation, um, with, with the mushroom compound. But again, I don't know that you should be trying to replace coffee. I don't know why everyone doesn't want to drink coffee. <laughs> I don't understand it either. Uh, let's head back to the phone, line, the phone lines, and Valdez joins us. Valdez, what is your question for uh, Dr. Rick Lehman? Hey, thanks, Matt. Uh, first of all, I'm glad the baby O is doing okay. Me too. Uh, Dr. Rick, my question is about Errol Spence. Now, before his Great fight question. with Pacquiao, the one he had to step out of, now he went to the doctor, and uh, the doctor found that he had a detached retina. Now, what type of symptoms uh, would there be uh, before, um, I mean, before it was diagnosed, before he actually went? Would there be some kind of pain, vision problems? Because apparently Earl Spence thought he was fine, but then he went to the doctor and then he found out he had the uh, detached retina. And last question I've got, is there any benefit nicotine you know they got the nicotine gum out you know to, to help people stop smoking and, and i just wondered is it a stimulant is it a depressant what are you dealing with when you uh deal with that nicotine and i'll hang up and listen thank you so thank you about this. so so the the, the tad's retina is a little tough and the reason is you got two eyes and you compensate for your other eye so you have to close one eye and see if your vision's changed and and a detached retina is very scary because if you don't fix it and today I mean, when I was a resident, fixing a detached retina was like the biggest deal in the world. Today, it's a little laser thing. I wouldn't say it's nothing, but I mean, they've got this thing streamlined. It's it's an iPhone 22. I mean, it's amazing. So that's the first thing. Um, but again, it's vision differential. It's vision loss. It's progressive. You don't really have much pain, but you you will have a progressive blurring, etc. And it, again, with with binocular vision sometimes it can be missed um what was the second question it was um uh, remember what it was too i i can't remember but i know that the the detached retina if you and i being older guys (laughs) remember remember that sugar ray leonard had yeah uh, the problem with his eyes is that a, a thing that boxers really, a lot of boxers have, or is it just one of those fluky kind of things? No, boxers get it, and, you know, head trauma, hockey players get it. I mm-hmm. mean, so, you know, it's a direct, it's a direct trauma, uh, and, and to the head. And so, uh, no, there, there, there's no, there's no doubt that, that that's bothersome. We're getting close to the U.S. Open and tennis and, uh, someone that you're very close to, Serena Williams, she dropped out. She is nursing a torn hamstring. Right, she had a full thickness hammy tear. I heard that, and like that, that hurt me just hearing about it. As far as like painful injuries go, where does a torn hamstring have to to rate? Well, you know, when you first tear, you feel this pop, and you have pain in your leg, and uh, the problem is you can't serve and then come in, um, and and that bothers. She tore it at Wimbledon, and and. You know, we used to think they got better quickly, and we're finding out that they don't really get better quickly. But but the truth of the matter is, if you're going to play at the U.S. Open or at a, at a major where these 
you know, these are big tournaments. You want to be a hundred percent. She's chasing Margaret Court, mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. trying to catch Margaret Court. Uh, and and I and and not that I could talk about this too much, but I can tell you she she wouldn't be competitive right now with a hamstring. What is something? I mean, what what do you do to nurse it along to get yourself back to where you should be or can be? So I think the first thing is everybody wants to stretch it. You can't stretch it because that just makes the problem worse. Number two, uh, we use a lot of biologics. So we'll do two or three PRP mm-hmm. injections right at the site. You know, we'll find the, the tear on an ultrasound and, and PRP it. And uh, physical therapy decreases swelling, increase the blood flow. We do a lot of manual moves, something called A-STEM, to try and get blood supply into the, into the uh, area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the bottom line really is strengthening. So once the thing is starting to get pretty solid since you don't want a recurrence uh you have to really you have to really rock your strength one final question here uh dr greg before we let you go for the evening we appreciate you joining us tonight um in your opinion what has been the greatest advancement in modern medicine oh boy that's that's a great question you know i i I, everyone's going to argue they're you know it's like saying who's the greatest basketball player ever lived or something um I, i think endoscopic surgery Vascular endoscopic surgery, in my opinion, has mm-hmm. probably been, I mean, the ability to fix a, a an abdo- abdominal aortic aneurysm or to, or to, to put a stent in, uh, or put a valve in endoscopically and not have to open the heart. So I, I just think it's, it's, it's almost a triumph of technology. And, you know, somebody might say we've cured AIDS, which we have. We're not cured it, but we've resolved it. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a number of things, but when I look at some of these, these endoscopic surgeries, and one of my buddies, the head of endoscopic surgery at WashU, um, I, I just shake my head. I mean, I just, the things they can do are just the just lives amazing. they've saved. Yeah. You know, it is, it's, it's a, it's a miracle. It really is, for lack of a better term. You know, they put a little tube up your groin and they can replace your heart valve. I mean, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's really? intense. Yeah. <laughs> how do you even think of something like that? It's like, I, yeah. I know how we'll do it. We'll go up the groin. That's how we'll solve this. Yeah. yeah let's the heart's nowhere near the groin. Right. That's where we're going <laughs> to start. Let's get that roadmap going. <laughs> can anyone remember Valdez's second question? Not no, apparently we can't. Valdez, we he apologize, sir. The, the, it was a good question, too. And blah, 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 blah. I got nothing. Right. I got, I I got nothing it. too. I I feel bad. It's been a long week. Yeah, yeah. I was intrigued uh, by the retina question, Doctor. Really. I kind of was too, Doctor Rick. What is your health tip of the week? So the health tip of the week, uh, I I think, you know, we have really really hot temperatures, um, and we're going into a little cooler season. Hopefully, you know, supposedly Labor Day is the switching point, but uh, today it's pretty hot out. And based on that, um, I think number one. Like we talked about, you want to stay out of the heat if you can. Number two, uh, you, you, you definitely want to try and eat lighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number three, and maybe most importantly, if you're going to be out in the heat and you're, you're going to spend any specific time out in the heat, you have to switch up a little bit. Baby O is on the phone with us again. Baby O, what is, what is <laughs> your question, remembers. sir? Maybe he remembers about this question. <laughs> Yeah, about the detached retina. Yes, sir. I've actually experienced it, but the problem I had was I had more damage. And what I experienced, it was in 2010. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, imagine an eclipse. You know, I had a little, I saw a little black thing in the corner of my eye. And it seems like as the time went on, it kept the darkness kind of just kind of moved up. 
And after about, you know, after about a month or so, I was totally blind. But what happened with me was when, when they did the examination, in fact, in fact, I tell you who did, one of the doctors did the examination, the guy who, um, who uh, on Freight Show, Mike Jones, you know, I, I, went, I went to him and he said it was, I also had a damaged membrane that had broken. And he said it was, the damage, the membrane was so damaged, they really didn't want to do the surgery for the retina because they didn't know what was behind the membrane. They said the surgery would be, would be too intense. Yeah, but that, that, that's what I experienced. You know, it was, it was really strange. I said it was just like an eclipse, you know, over, over, over the course of time, you know, my vision just totally went out. So, you know, I would, that, that may help him out a little bit. And, and mine didn't come from head trauma. I don't really know exactly how it actually happened. I was saying, did I you forget I, to keep your left hand up? Is that how you got the, the detached retina? <laughs> What'd you say? You forgot to keep your left hand up when you were throwing the right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know, I was I like Mike Tyson. I had a plan until I got hit. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I appreciate the phone call, sir. Have a great night. Okay, take care, guys. Uh, we got one more call. Is he still there? All right. Oh. Paul joins us. Paul, how are you? Good. How are you guys? I, Dr. Rick, uh, what a great uh, interview, and uh, you're not going to remember me, but I'm friends with Dr. Bill Draghi. How you doing? Oh, good, good, Dr. Rick. I, I just want to comment, you're right, uh, the other year, it's amazing what Warshu, uh, what, what you said about um, laparoscopic surgery. I, uh, I had kidney cancer, and uh, they knocked me out, and it was a, a surgeon visiting from Korea, and they did it with robotic fingers. They did it laparoscopically. Oh, wow. I mean, it's it's crazy. I I, I have to tell you, it it, it just it's just ongoing, the the advance of technology and the things that people can do, that you know we couldn't do yeah. two years ago, five years ago, and in two years we'll be thinking, God, it, look, it, look how we used to do it. It's leaps and bounds now. It's crazy. It really like something that would maybe take a decade or two is now being done like within you know five years or less. It's it's oh, it's a miracle. They released me the next morning. Oh, oh. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. Paul, glad you're feeling better, sir. Yeah, good luck. Oh, no, thank you. And Baby O, what a great guy. I just wanted to say years ago, I'm Jim's brother. And baby oh, o. oh yeah. glad, glad you called in. People yeah. were asking about you, seriously. Yeah, yeah, so they were. Glad you called in. Glad you and Jim are doing better. Baby O calls us the brother's grim. Thanks, Paul. Glad you're doing better. Glad your brother Jim is doing better, too. Uh, Dr. Richard Lehman, he is the uh, he's at the U.S. Center for Sports Medicine. 333 South Kirkwood Road, suite number 200 in Kirkwood, Missouri, 314-909-1666. Doc, we appreciate you stopping by. Hi, this was awesome. Uh, tell Charlie. Uh, Charlie, if you're listening, feel better, buddy. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he's he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's <laughs> already <probably> critiquing. <laughs> We're going to hear all about it. <laughs> Let's take our final That's commercial break of the night. You're listening to the Charlie Tuna Show live <laughs> from the Snook Studios, 590 The Fan, 590TheFan.com.
Welcome back to the Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Joe, I can't tell if you're playing this song ironically, considering what is going on at PNC Park. (laughs) (laughs) Time was kind of on the Cardinals' side, and now it no longer is. Not at all. Was 7-1 at one point. It is now 9-7 to Bucko. Welcome to the summer of 2021, Cardinal fans. Man. Wow. As as the man as the man who is leaving the press box would often say, that's Mike Shannon would often do that. And you know what? What a a bad year for like Mike Shannon's last year. I I agree with of all the years that you know he's making his way out of the press box, the Hall of Fame, Cardinal Hall of Fame. uh, He's in there, and he should win the Ford C Frick Award. I, I think, because he is a an absolute broadcasting legend locally and throughout the Midwest. Absolutely. Because that KMOX, you know, that signal, signal goes, goes all over. And he is, you know, the sound of summer. And for him to have to endure this is just, ugh, blah. It's a shame. Yeah. So. This is the Charlie Tuna Show. We are live from the Schnook Studios. Matt Berger, Tom Wiley, Joseph, some people call me Maurice <laughs> Davis. Final segment of the night. Final segment of the week. Yeah. Uh, I'm almost going to beg you to find something else on TV. Man, yeah, it's game, getting but worse. Is there? Is there is oh, they just hit a two run. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's now 11 seven. Oh, is Hoarders on? Can we turn on Hoarders yeah. or something? Or? <laughs> maybe, maybe 90 Day Fiance is Beat on. Bobby we can watch Flay. that. Something. <laughs> Bobby. My God, this is this is really you know. And I love. I'm a big St. Louis guy. I love the St. Louis Cardinals. I love the St. Louis Blues. I love the Rams when they're the big red. I'm a St. Louis guy. But, boy, this is just bad, bad baseball. And it really is. We just talked about it before uh, Doc uh, took off for the evening. Would you go down there now? And, and especially like yesterday. I've been to a game all year. Me either. Me either. Not this, this year. Is, I, I, told, I told someone yesterday, I said, this might be the first year that I don't go. Now, I'm sure somebody's going to, hey, you, you want to go toward the end of the season here and Maybe I'll get a green seat or two, hopefully. <laughs> I'll go down there and have some dinner and watch a couple, you know, innings. But it's just such a, a Debbie day. It's so down this year. It's just, and it, and really, they're only four and a half games or five games out of the wild card. It, four games. It kind of reminds me of, and you got ridiculous. a month to go, of the 2006 <laughs> and the 2011 teams. Well, were and then so what bad. And then what happened? And then they yeah. went on to win the World Series. Now, granted, granted, in this granted yeah. they did have Tony La Russa as a manager. Right. And granted, they did have a lot of guys. And they had Albert Pujols <laughs> and, <laughs> and Jim Hedman. They just had to get hot. Yeah, yeah. They, they had some better players than what they have yeah. currently but, wearing the birds on the bat. Um, yeah. One thing I was going to ask mm-hmm. earlier, this is when we had caller John, one of his first calls there, talk, he, he caught like a, a Will Clark home run. And this is something Jack that Clark, Jack, Jack Clark. Clark. Uh, this has always been a good debate question to ask with your friends. Yeah. You're at a Cardinal game. Mm-hmm. You catch a foul ball. Okay, it comes straight to you. All you had to do was just stand up, reach up your hand, and catch it. Right. Some little kid that you do not know comes over, hits you on the shoulder, and says, "I want the ball." Do you give him the baseball? And you say you've never caught one? You, you've never caught one before no. in your entire life. Mm, you I, catch it. It comes straight to you. It's not like you ooh. had to fight off five guys or dive over a row to get yeah, it. I, it comes right to you. You catch it. You do not know this little kid at all. He comes over, hits you hey, on the shoulder, mister. 
and reaches his head out. He says, I want the ball. Hey, Mr. Joe. You got 20 bucks? Do you give that kid the baseball? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I give the kid the baseball. You gotta Do give you? him the ball. Yeah, I, you gotta give him the ball. Come on, Joe. You gotta give him the not. ball. You can go buy nah, one. If I was man. a kid, I'm like, oh, I'm keeping the ball. But, but I'm grown. I don't one. need the ball. Listen, he's I don't got, need a whole, got a whole life That's ahead fair. of him. That's the way I look at it. I'm like, look, I've never, once and never caught, I have never <laughs> caught a foul ball before. This one came straight to me. It's not like I snatch it away from you or anything like that. I mean, it, it practically it fell into my lap. I mean, I've been. It's mine. Okay. So, well, if it's a beautiful woman. That's completely different. I was going to say now. Now, if you're on, if you're at that Wait game, if you're at that game with a date, you have to give that kid the ball. Hundreds. Oh, without one hundred percent. You almost have to find a kid. Not to even give debatable. The, to give the ball right. too. Like, you wouldn't even think you twice. Want, you want this baseball here? Have it. I don't think so. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of sporting events, and I've never, never come close. I've came, I've came close. Yeah, I've never come close either. I've came close, but I've never caught one. Before the net, the puck coming up in the stands. Never come close. I did the, the puck one time uh, back at the old St. Louis Arena. I was about six years old. And this is a little kid kind of thing. And the puck came up. And I'll never forget it. We were right behind the penalty box. One of those kind that you know pops over the glass. And this is when the glass is real uh, low. And I went to reach for it. And this lady, and my dad will verify the story. This lady stepped on my hand. As a six-year-old, seven-year-old boy, and took the puck. No way. From me. Oh, really? That's oh, crazy. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. And that was wow. back in the day when people were all dressed up and everything. I was probably in my little sailor suit and down there and <laughs> just had dinner at the arena And, and you know what? And, back then, you can get away with, with treating kids like crap. <laughs> oh, easily, easily. Nowadays, you can't. You see, oh, no. You see Everybody would have turned now. on her so quick. Oh, yeah. You that'd see those been, things on oh, yeah, you know, social media. That would have been ESPN top so 10. Watch this. This kid, he had the ball, and this guy took it away from him. The, you see some of these. There are women that do it now. If, if you take That's it away true. from the kid, you're you're a POS. In <laughs> yes, my opinion. absolutely. You can't take it away. You now. can't take it away from a kid. I can see you keeping it. But if the ball comes straight to you, and all you got to do is just stand up and catch it. I'm not giving it to some kid that I don't know. Yeah, you can't yeah. be running over a little. And now what's going to happen is is that you know the camera's going to see it, and then the fans are going to start booing you, and then whoever it is, the sideline reporter, maybe is Jim Hayes, will come down and interview you. Why didn't you want to give the uh, the ball to little Timmy over there? And I'd be like, because I've never caught a foul right. ball before. Little Timmy's ten. I'm 44. He's got his whole life. Do you know people probably would do that just for the just to go viral? I could see someone doing that just to go viral, stealing the ball oh, from yeah. a little kid. Well, stealing the ball, like I said, stealing the ball is a bad look. But uh, I mean, like even not giving the ball to a kid a bad if he look. asks for it is a it's, it's a bad look. It's going to be a look because it's going to be trouble. on that big screen. One hundred percent. There's a guy. Everyone's going to be booing you. There's a guy, and I, I believe he's been on Real Sports and some other things. He has an actual website. But he's caught thousands. He's got these huge, like, drums in his apartment in New York City mm-hmm. filled with baseballs. He's caught thousands and thousands of balls. And he will come in running over and snag balls in front of kids with his glove. He's got Damn. hats. He goes to different towns. He's got a, he'll come to St. Louis, put a garden hat on, and he'll get balls. And he actually does now. He'll have a, uh, you can take a tour with him, pay him, you know, how much ever. And you can go with him, and he'll guarantee you a ball. That he'll catch, you'll catch a home run ball either in batting practice or whatever. So if kids want to do that, they can do that to, me, way. to me, if you catch it <laughs> during crazy. batting practice, that, that doesn't that don't count. count. That, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. It's got to be during the game. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. If it's during batting practice, that doesn't uh, count. Back in those days, when when the whole McGuire mania was going on, 
And yeah, that's uh, a little different. Yeah. Yeah. The guy, uh, Phil Ostrowski was his name, I believe, or something like that. The one who caught number 70. Yeah. He, uh, or 72. 70. 70. He, uh, I, the, I think the price was a million bucks. And then the guy that, that uh, was the artist, McFarlane, McFarlane. Uh, Tim McFarlane, yeah. Todd, the guy, I think it's Todd. Todd, Todd, the guy who created he, he, Spawn. He built, yeah. he bought yeah. it on a Great thing. Show. What would be, if there was something like that, that a ball, yeah, would you? I would have kept it. I'd probably still have it. it. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, there, absolutely. There was an old Sports Center Not commercial. Not giving up in a year. There was an old Sports Center commercial where Mark McGuire gave ball number seventy to Dan pa- to Dan Patrick, oh. and he's like, "This is number." He had like had it like had like in one of those Hellsburg yeah. diamond things, and he goes, "I'm giving it to you, Dan. This is ball number 70. <laughs> and Dan Patrick's like, "I'll save this for the rest of my life." And then the next scene is him like driving like a Porsche, <laughs> like a, like a brand new Porsche, and he's like buffering it with like with a towel. It's got no. I think his license plate number was like number sixty two or number seventy or something <laughs> like that. Funny. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Those Sports Center commercials used to be hilarious. Maybe. Remember the Bartman yeah. ball? Yes, what they did yes. with that. Yes, that they took the Harry Carries and had some pyrotechnics, and they blew it up inside of a. Plexiglass and I think poor case. Steve Bartman is still not allowed to in Chicago. What? So not they, fair. People yeah, that's not fair. They t- no, they've won since then. Yeah, let, 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 it go. let it go. Somebody might, they might say that that was, they exercised all the demons because you remember what they did. They blew up the ball. They did. Then they took the ball, the remnants of it, and put it in and made sauce. Okay, yeah, out of that's it, right. And, that's and, served, and served some sort of pasta sauce. At Harry Carey's up in Chicago and served and they, and people ate it. And then what was it? I guess it was maybe about 10 years later. They ended up winning the World Series. So it was in 2016. You would think about this. You look at that Cubs team in 2016 (laughs) that won the World Series. They had, they had all the makings of being a dynasty. They had young players. They really did. Good young players. What happened? And now none of them are are any of them on the Cubs team anymore. I don't think so. Javi Lopez. No, he's not. No. They're all gone. You blew it. <laughs> that is amazing yeah. to think about. It's gone. It's you know, and what it's typical for the it, Cubs. It, yeah, I mean, it's and, and only the Cubs can get away with yeah. being in a large market like Chicago mm. and being inept. And then the, the, <laughs> it's so accurate. It, it, it just boggles your mind. It, it, no, they uh-huh. wouldn't. They put up with it. That's yeah. the thing. It's gonna be. They're gonna be like the '85 Bears. You guys got us one, so you guys can live on that glory <laughs> and, forever. And, and you're yeah. right. No one has skated more no, on yeah, a championship exactly. than the '85 Bears. Oh my God! Living on that for a while. Living on it for a very long time. Some of those guys aren't even. Walter's not around anymore, and some of the guys are really in terrible Love, shape. Yeah. Oh I well, yeah. I mean, that was. I mean, I know it's it's only thirty five years ago. Only thirty five. Well, I mean, so they're uh, that's like 50, dog years. 60, for, that's like yeah. dog years for late, football players. Yeah, for football players. Late fifties, early sixties. Well, yeah, that's true. But McMahon's got you know his problems, and the fridge is a little bit. And I heard Steve McMichael's not doing too well. So, and when's the last time of... you've seen Mike Dickey anywhere? I mean, I understand that he's, he's kind of been old man canceled still. out, but yeah, he got kind of canceled <laughs> a little bit. But you're right though. I haven't seen him in a minute. I haven't seen he him in anything. Some, I seen him in some. I didn't realize how old he was though either. Yeah, Wasn't we had Howard on. He, how old is he? He was like eighty six, almost yeah. ninety years is old. He? I didn't realize. Dicka? I didn't realize how old Dick is. Wow, I didn't. I thought he was around. I, mean, I yeah, guess he's around my dad's. Age. Joe did not know this about Mike Dicka. Mm-hmm. He is almost directly responsible for Barack Obama being president of the United mm-hmm. States. Yeah, I did yeah. not know that. That was awesome. Yeah, that was funny. He uh, he's eighty one. Is yeah, he? Okay. Old. he's up there. I was going to say because he he was part of those big uh, the the Bears teams. In the uh, '60s, and then he was subsequently went to the Cowboys, played yeah. for them, and then Tom Landry hired him as a coach. Is he, he was, like the only guy to be in the Hall of Fame as both a player and, and a coach? A coach? Mm, I think I so. Know, Iron Mike Ditka. 
He's I, I think know so. he's I think so. I think yeah. one of the first tight ends to go in. He Gotta was, be. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He was one of the the very first. So, but he's you know he's the character guy. You know, one we, of the. It's a little cuckoo. Was talking about this <laughs> with, 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 yeah, a little bit. Was little talking little. about this with the guys around <laughs> the office about the the the, uh, the tight end position in football. Yeah. How that has evolved mm-hmm. like in the last fifteen years. Yeah. Like whenever I was a kid. I mean, the only tight ends that were really good or popular were like Mark Bavaro, Todd Christensen, and they weren't even really that good. And they right. weren't. No, not, I mean they would, they would have famous. like they would have like eight like for a season they'd have like eight hundred yards and mm-hmm. four touchdowns. See, and everybody'd my, be like, "Oh my, my god, he had a monster year." My era was the 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 Jackie Smiths, the Dave Caspers, and those guys are Hall of Famers. Yeah, but then there was a before that there was the John Mackeys, who was of course right. was the, the uh, Baltimore Colts, and then uh, Ditka. But after that, there weren't many tight ends. There weren't. The Ozzie Newsom, as they say, the prototype. Yeah, and then Ozzie Newsom came along in the late seventies and the eighties, and then from there it was kind of downhill. Yeah. And then you got I, that Shannon Sharp, yeah, he Tony Gonzalez, Tony Gonzalez Antonio Gates. Were they had really good, tight ends. Yeah. Yeah, they were damn near receivers. Yeah. And, right. and, and now, receiver. but, but now you look basketball at basketball But now you look yeah. at the, the tight end of the NFL. If you don't have a good tight oh. end, oh yeah, I mean you have a glaring hole on for your a, team. Glaring. For a while there was you know the H back. They would you are the I remember the mm-hmm. the Los Angeles Rams would have a thing called the U back, mm-hmm. and it was be one of those guys that, uh, and then even the eighty or the ninety nine Rams, they didn't really have a, a great great Ernie tight Conwell. End. Was there was uh, the guy Ernie and, Conwell and Roland Williams? Williams. Yeah, yeah, they're just okay. Right. Yeah, and then, but they weren't like go-to guys like Gronk. No, no. anything like that. You, you like you you say like Tony Gonzalez yes. and oh, yeah. um, Shannon Sharp. Joe mentioned right. Antonio Gates. Antonio okay, Gates. Yeah. Were, like those were the yeah, three exactly. that kind of really ushered in this new era. Yeah, you know, and then, I wouldn't even put Jason Witten in there. No. He's like more old school tight end. Jason Witten would be. I would put him in that old school. Dallas Clark with the the Indianapolis. Colts. Jay Novacek. Yeah, yeah, Jay Novacek yeah. I forgot about Dallas Clark. He Jay Novacek was a, a, a big red draft choice. Yeah, Dallas Clark. Dallas Clark was a pretty good tight end. He was. For, yeah. For, for what, 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 yeah, yeah. But I mean, like now you look at the position. You've got Kelsey. You've got Darren Waller. You've got. George Kittle, yeah. Mark Andrews, big dudes who can block but also can run a four. That's four. the thing. Now. Yeah, they do it both. Yeah, it's I mean, they, they talk six, about two thirty. They talk no about problem. like what Kyle Pitts was the the like kind of yeah. like the top. He wasn't the number one pick, obviously, but he was kind of like the top prospect mm-hmm. in last top year's draft. Prospect. Yeah, the people were talking about him being like a generational prospect. It's the kid from, at tight end, it's crazy, at tight end, it's crazy. The Iowa kid that's at uh, Denver, uh, Noah Fant, Noah Fant, He's supposed to be yeah, uh, TJ Hodgson yeah. and. Um, in Detroit, he's supposed to be pretty good too. Big, big kids block like Joe said; they can throw the right. block, and you know. A well, I mean, the thing is, is that like, you're, you're, like you're, you're faster than the linebacker, yeah. so the linebackers yeah. can't keep up with you. And yeah, the defensive backs, like you know, the it's corners and the, and the safeties, they can keep up with you speed wise. But you're a foot taller than what they are. There was some guy on, I believe it was Today Show or something, I was watching. Maybe he said he'd met Gronk. He's like, how the hell Dude's do you huge. How, how do you how do you cover him? You can't, yeah, you can't, you can't put a linebacker on him. I, I was watching this uh, this clip from the Raiders training camp, and it was Darren Waller, and he was just running kind of like a, a simple route mm-hmm. and just kind of did like a, like a one like a two step give and go right around the DB wide open car hit him. He just caught the ball and just. You know, <laughs> like just it's not ba- basically just kind of like waltz to the end zone, like it was no big deal. I'm like, unreal. smoother than the new jar Skippy, man. man. It is insane. unbelievable mm-hmm. how, how athletic these guys Darren are. Darren Wall is going to have a breakout season, too. Think so? Oh, yeah. Breakout? I mean, he's kind of already I mean, broke. Yeah, but I mean, he's finally 100% sober. 
if he commits well, to he's that, been, he's going to no, be he's, pretty he's good. Been he's been there for a while. There, but yeah, but I mean, we'll see. Let's just, let's just hope he stays healthy. Exactly. <laughs> As a Raiders fan, I just want, him to, I just want I just everybody want to stay, stay healthy. healthy. Just stay healthy. That's all I ask. And Derek Carr, don't do too much. Yeah. The offensive line, if they hold, they... Uh, I heard Peter King say this. They can either win 11 games or they can win six games, and neither, <laughs> and, and neither one would surprise me. Yeah, me either. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably the best that way to put it. defense sucks. Yeah. But I'm hearing good things about them. Yeah. So we, we'll see I, what happens. We guys, uh, big weekend. It's going to be first nothing. high school football week, and I've got plans tomorrow night. Of course, my uh, my son's, my one is starts mm-hmm. his senior year. My other one starts uh. his freshman year. And I've got that going on. What do you guys got going on? Uh, good? My cousin is the defensive coordinator for Fajan football, so I'll probably oh, go to the oh, Fajan wow, really? Webster Groves game. Nice. Yes, sir. So you. I'll probably go to that game. Hmm. I, I Who do they play? Webster Groves. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. I missed that. I am a big nerd, so I am looking forward to getting the new Samsung Galaxy G3 football. Oh, I forgot that was coming out. You. It's coming out on a Saturday. So that is going <laughs> to be my big weekend is <laughs> getting a new phone. Air conditioning, uh, trying to figure... There's really. Do you really ever, when you get these new uh, electronic devices like a phone, do you ever look at the book? No. And say, well, let's go no. This no, not this is what I. This is I'm what I'm still I do. learning stuff about my iPhone. Dario, like, oh, yeah. I can do that. I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> Here, here's what I do. Usually, I'll wait like a week, maybe two. Mm-hmm. I'll go to YouTube. And, 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 tips and, and tricks. Tips and tricks. No, <laughs> yeah, I did yep. the same thing. Okay. Find out, find out the things that you must do when you have this phone. Yeah, uh, and then you know you'll have like, like you'll watch like a ten minute video that you'll pause and rewind and pause and rewind and try to figure even out what to do. You, even if you read the book, it's not in the book. Some of that's those tips and tricks. You'll be like, how was I going to know this? <laughs> yeah. How you guys don't tell me this? I got to click it three times. Yeah. Click the button three times on the. <laughs> like, I find well, so. I, I, I find someone a lot nerdier than I am who's going to figure it out for me, and then exactly. I will just watch Steve YouTube. Jobs. Have that facts like it three times. <laughs> Talk, we, were, we were talking with Dr. Rick about medical marvels. Mm-hmm. To me, YouTube is a marvel. I mean, you want to know how to do something, just go anything, to YouTube. Anything. anything. Fix a car, change yeah. anything. Literally, someone this has was, done it and will give you a This was years ago. I was driving a 2008 Dodge Avenger and um, it wouldn't shift out of park. And I'm like, well, this is not good. I get out. There's nothing hanging from below. There's no fluid underneath. So I'm like, okay, well, it can't be the transmission. And there's got to be something else. Right. Um, so I look. I just Google searched 2008 Dodge Avenger won't. And then like the first thing, shift out of park. Click on that. <laughs> click on a YouTube video, and they're like, Dodge Avenger will shift out of park. Uh, okay, here's what you got to do. You got to take this part out. This part out. Hit this part in the spring, and then it'll be able to uh, to shift out of park. It's a factory recall, so you just got to go to a Dodge dealership, and they'll replace it for free. That's exactly what and it did. worked. It worked. And yep, that's crazy. Yep, exactly what was wrong with it. There are some things on there that are very good, and then there's some things on there like Wait well, you get anything else with yeah, the internet? That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> exactly. Like the one where you got a little dent in your bumper, you pour boiling water on it. See that one? Yeah, it works. Does I've it? done it. I've done it. Okay, it definitely works. Did it, it really? Be, it can't be a giant dent. Yeah, but if it's, it's got to be like a little one, oh, it's yeah, be I got like a tea bottle, tea like tea kettle, and got it real hot, like yeah. bubbling hot, and you just slowly pour it over it, and then you can literally you can hear it too. It'll just slowly form back oh. into place. Yep. Yeah, it definitely works. Cra- and it's it can't be, be a giant dent. It has to be a yeah. plastic. Yes. And That's see wild. something like that, I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna take it someplace just and have them. Yeah, yeah, like I, I'm not gonna mess around. Knowing, knowing my luck, I would ruin the paint job right. or something <laughs> like that, and I'm not about to do that. 
Yeah, those life hacks are kind of crazy. <laughs> they, Some they of them really aren't even are. worth it. Like, it's extra just to do the life hack. Like, yeah. like, I did all yeah. this just to pull out a screw. Like, what's good? I about? am not doing all that work for that. <laughs> exactly. It is not going to happen. Do you ever get any recipes off there and, and do on YouTube? Yeah. No, not no. really. No. My wife has done some and really shy because she can't cook and shocked me. <laughs> no, she can't. She knows she can't. I'm definitely. And I'm like, wow, that's really good. Yeah. I'm no shame. I'll go on Pinterest and look at some recipes. Yeah. Yeah. Pinterest yeah. is kind of girly, but they got some good recipes <laughs> on there. I mean, I will go to, I, nothing wrong with Pinterest. Right, I mean, right. If I want to know how to make something, I'll just go to Google and type it in and find something. And right. Either that or like, I'll just. A lot of times I'll just kind of wing it. I'm right. like, well, it's probably got to be like this, 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 and this, mm-hmm. and this. It can't be that. Bad. I'll look at three or four different recipes and then just wing it from there. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I know it's just <laughs> two single guys you want to get. But you do some really yeah, chipping it up. I try. I know. I like I see to cook. It. He has some. You should see some of the stuff he does, man. Maybe you it's should really... uh, open up a restaurant. Joe's place. <laughs> that sounds like too much of a hassle. <laughs> <laughs> He's out there grilling and chilling and always oh, doing yeah. a whole lot. This brings an end to the Charlie Tuna Show for the week. Woo. We want to thank Dr. Richard Lehman for joining us earlier. Uh, last night, we had Howard Balzer on. The night before that, we had Howard Richards on. Mizzou season will get underway September 4th against Central Michigan. Cannot wait for yes. football season to start. U of I get started this weekend, yes, I believe. Yes, they do. Here yes, on, they do. And here on KFNS, you can hear They will be. That is correct. So, it's that time of year, fellas. Football, and I know Joe likes it. Matt loves it. I love it. It's going to be a... You know, it, it, especially after this dismal last hockey season. It's been baseball rough season. Right well, here. Another, another reason why I like football season, that is the sign that weather is going to get better. <laughs> cool. Yes. The weather is going to start cooling Hoodie down. season. Yeah, I saw right. someone post on Facebook. They're like, you're complaining about the heat now, but just remember, like, this is not too far away. And it was like two feet of snow. I'm like, yes, please. Thank right? God. Yeah. <laughs> just Give me the cold. Two Relief. inches of snow in Relief St. Louis. From the swamp ass is on the way. Yes. Thank goodness. <laughs> Where my office is, is in the Central West End, uh-huh. and it's not too far from the Renoco oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. headquarters. So it's weird to like walk out of your build, uh, walk out of an office building, and in that oppressive heat, and smell coffee. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's a good smell. Right. It, like, smell it, 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 it almost it makes you a great smell, but yeah. it almost seems like it makes it hotter. Right. Smelling coffee, <laughs> like why am I drinking? Coffee? And you start thinking about coffee, and you start getting hotter. It's like this. This shouldn't be. Yeah. That's so true. It's so strange. Some people think I'm strange, but I don't care. Well, <laughs> hell with them. <laughs> To hell with him. I had fun here Me filling too. in for uh, for Charlie Tuna Edwards. Uh, I'm assuming he'll be back tomorrow with, uh, the, with the slop. I'm not sure. Supposed to. Supposed to. Tune in to find out tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock. 10 a.m. on the Hollywood Casino Press Box with Frank Cusimano, Andy Strickland, and Charlie Tuna Edwards. That's right. For Charlie Tuna Edwards, my name is Matt Berger. That is Tom Wiley. That is Joseph. Some people call me Maurice yes, Davis. Sir. We are live from the Snook Studios. 590 The Fan and worldwide on 590TheFan.com. Broad stripes and bright stripes.